0: DJPK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repair expert for a free quote and for all your roofing needs. Call SNS Roofing. Time to welcome back Mark Manson, UVU men's basketball coach, former Laker. He joins us now to talk a little NBA playoffs. Mark, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. So, Mark, how were the first round picks? Did you nail it? You pick all the higher seeds, you pick a bunch of upsets, and now you feel like you don't know what's going on.
1: No, I mean, look, the Lakers are out, so, so you guys know I didn't nail it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look, Phoenix played well. Obviously, the Clippers are, are playing at a high level with Kawhi Leonard uh, playing the way he is. So it's been, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to see just the, the guys that have elevated their level of play during the playoffs.
2: Speaking of that elevated level of play, you've been there. How much does the intensity and everything ratchet up between the first and second rounds? Because that's where we're at now.
1: It definitely ratchets up, number one, from the regular season to the first round, and then on to the second, on to the conference finals. It just gets more and more intense every time. The stakes are higher. There's more pressure. There's just more pressure, and that's that's kind of where you see how, how players and and teams deal with the pressure. I've been incredibly impressed with the jazz, with the Utah jazz and and how well they've played, how well they've looked. Um, Look, there was a scare early on with Memphis. John Morant, you know, played, had a, had a great showing throughout the series uh, that that early loss that the jazz had, but you got to give a lot of credit to the Utah jazz for the way they bounced back and, and played so well against Memphis.
0: I'm always intrigued by what you say about pressure. And not just you. I mean, lots of people say about pressure. You know, and suddenly, someone who sits there and shoots 100 free throws and makes a really high percentage, now it's the exact same thing, but now there's pressure. So, man, the arm is wavering and they shoot at 13 and a half feet or they shoot at about 17 feet and slam it off the backboard. And he, these crazy things happen. But there are other people who look at pressure as opportunity and they get excited and like, it's the best. Of course, there's pressure. Because there's, there's an opportunity to do something great. And you can walk into a locker room and probably go, that guy's nervous, that guy's nervous, that guy's fired up and excited, that guy's nervous, that guy's excited. <laughs> and like, how, why is that? And can you talk people who are nervous into letting that go and being excited? It's not about, hey, you're going to fail. Hey, you're about to succeed in a big way. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> the this, this sports psychology of basketball or of any sport is fascinating to me because I honestly believe that most players get, have some level of nervousness before every game. I, I remember the first time I started in the playoffs where we I was, I was playing for the Lakers and I, Bill Jackson had me starting against the Timberwolves and I was guarding Kevin Garnett. I was nervous. I was nervous before the game. I think Shaquille could sense that. And, and he, he literally came up to me and he said, Hey, don't try to do too much out there. Don't try to do too little. And, and you know, just having, having a teammate say that to me, it, it helped me. You know, because the tendency when you play with a superstar is, especially when the pressure is high, is they're going to they're gonna do it. Just give them space. They're going to do it. But then if you're Shaq or Kobe, they, they hated that because then double teams could come, you know, sit in the paint, clog the lane, double team Shaq on the post. And, and they needed all the other players to step up. Um, and so, you know, you look at Mike Conley played pretty well in the playoffs, I thought. Uh, Rudy Gobert just is a dominant defensive force. It's been fun to watch those guys. And then, you know, the Clippers are fresh in my mind because of yesterday's game. I mean, Kawhi Leonard under pressure for two games in a row, game six and game seven, really stepped up his game. And so th- this series, with the Utah Jazz with the Clippers is going to be a great series. I'm picking Utah. I'm picking Utah to win it. Uh mainly because of Gobert. I, I think defensively Gobert does so much on the court and he just makes it so tough on other teams' offensive schemes.
2: Okay, so Mark B, you're you a coach now and you're going uh you basically articulated what you thought of the jazz from the defensive perspective with Gobert and it's hard to argue all that, but now you're you're you tie Lou. And I'm wondering what you think they do as far as who they're playing because they bounced around a little bit in the playoffs at the guard line. I mean, they had Beverly start, then they didn't play him, and they put Jackson in there. So I assume Jackson is going to be the guy to to get the majority of the minutes. But then their front line, you know, they got the Zubach. He started three of the games, three of the seven, and then uh, Batum started four of the seven uh, and then you had, the obviously, Leonard and George are going to play and play big minutes, but then Morris also started all seven. So as far as how much concern do you think that the, the Jazz should have or from the Clipper perspective, should they go with the smaller lineup and have guys like a Morris who can shoot a three and Batum who can shoot a three and pull Gobert away from the bucket? What do you think is going to happen there, and how should each team approach that?
1: That's a great question. If, I, if I'm the Utah Jazz right now, you, you're, you're trying to figure out who the Clippers are going to start and which lineups they're going to go with. Conversely, if you're the Clippers, basketball is an interesting sport because uh, from the coaching side, I've been on you know the Lakers staff for six years now as a head coach at Utah Valley. A lot of times you go with what's been working. <laughs> you, you, you see what's been working and you say to yourself, hey, we're not deviating from that unless we have to, in which case we will adjust. If I'm the Clippers, a couple things. Kawhi Leonard has an unbelievable mid-range pull-up. And so if you do go big with a Zubak, you're trying to free up Kawhi a little bit for that mid-range pull-up because that's one of his best shots. But going small and really stretching the floor out worked incredibly well against Dallas. And so that's probably the direction I think the Clippers are going to go try to pull Rudy away from the basket.
0: So one thing about coaching, and uh, you, know, you kind of touch on it there, you know, you go with what is working, but you'll always hear coaches and you'll hear veterans say, hey, it's early in a series. Because to a certain degree, these questions aren't any more answerable for them than they are for us. And so there's a little bit of, hey, let's throw some stuff against the wall, try this in this quarter, try that in this quarter, try this against their starters, try this against their bench, and just figure out what is working. And I mean, that sounds super simple, but when I start watching games one, two, sometimes even three of a playoff series, I think that's what I'm seeing.
1: There's no question that happens. There's no question. The decision that Ty Lue made to not play Beverly as much, that, that's a gutsy decision because <clears throat> Patrick Beverly, he can flat out play the game. He's a great defender. He's scrappy. He, he, he makes a difference. You know, you look at the Utah Jazz, you look at the, the, the three-point shooting that they have. I mean, the Jazz have done an unbelievable job of constructing that roster to, to have plenty of shooting and then also – the, co- the coaching staff has done a great job of putting the Jazz players in positions that, that allow them to, to be the most successful. You look at a guy like uh, Niang. I mean, Niang was bouncing around early in his career in, in the NBA. He, uh, he might have played overseas a year or two. He, he was bouncing around. He never really stuck. And now he, he put together a good, a very strong season for the Jazz. He helped the Jazz a lot. Um, Royce O'Neal kind of a under the radar guy coming out. I mean, give a lot of credit to that to the Jazz organization for constructing the roster the way that they have.
2: From the coaching perspective, How comfortable would you be with what Quinn Snyder has done in terms of somebody like a Jordan Clarkson who has a green light at any time? And if the ball's going in, great. But if it's not, it's not like Quinn pulls back the green light. Is that a hard thing to do to just basically relinquish everything to the player in that way?
1: I think that's part of what makes Quinn Snyder great. Some NBA coaches, they try to hold those reins so tight they, they hold the reins too tight, and it stifles the players. I, I coached Jordan Clarkson for a couple of years in L.A., and, and he's a guy, when he's in a flow, he's, he's close to unstoppable at times on the court. Now, the, the downside is, if, if he's not in rhythm, you, you know, when do you go a different direction? And that's the hard thing, but, but Jordan has put together a tremendous body of work here with the Utah Jazz. There's no question about it. He's, he's earned the respect of – he already had the respect of everybody in the league, but it's, it's elevated. It's elevated. But that's part of what makes Quinn Snyder great is his ability to read a player, his ability to then put that player in a situation where the player can be the most successful to help the team.
0: So I'm curious what you think, because the playoff is about stars. And sometimes when it's happening right in front of you, A, you don't notice, B, you don't want to say it out loud because it sounds outrageous and you sound like a total homer and maybe you sound like an idiot to some people, but has Donovan Mitchell hit a whole nother level of stardom that can't dis- be dismissed by the bubble, can't be dismissed really by anything? He's just he's there, and what he did in Game 5 is something he's going to do. Nobody does it every night, but he's going to do it on a semi-regular basis, and people should fear him the way they fear other big-time stars around the league. Can the Jazz hop on his back?
1: Here's what I'll say. Obviously, Game 5 was – I mean, Donovan has put together some incredible performances this season in the playoffs and in the regular season, Okay. After he sat game one, and, and, you know, he's coming back with major pressure. The team lost game one. He didn't play. You know, there was questions on what transpired. That's a lot of pressure. He came back that next game in game two and went off. He completely went off. That's hard to do for a couple reasons. Number one, the pressure has ratcheted up. And and number two, he hadn't played live reps in, you guys can tell me, in, in weeks. So it's very difficult. you know, basketball players we all know sometimes to get into a rhythm you you have to have a few games under your belt look at the Lakers, look at LeBron and AD those guys missed a lot of games and and as great as they are, they were never fully able to recapture their rhythm, Donovan came back and got into rhythm quickly Okay, Um, he's still a young star he's still a young star, But, but I'll tell you this we worked him out at the Lakers the year he came out in the draft we worked him out. Everyone was incredibly impressed with him. The, the crazy thing is, at the time, everyone was projecting him, you know, to, to, to go later in the draft. And so when the Jazz took Donovan Mitchell, I mean, I, I was personally curious because I was hoping we would find a way to trade up to get another pick to not only take Lonzo Ball, but to take Donovan Mitchell as well.
2: So, what did you see him? You saw him as a mid-first-round pick? Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, well the thing is, I, I think his workout was so impressive. You know, I, we were just all incredibly impressed w- w- with him. Um, you know, some players come in out of shape. They, they don't shoot the ball well, you, you know. Donovan came in in phenomenal shape. He shot the ball incredibly well, and... You know, when you're on the coaching side, you're so busy during the season that you don't really go out, you don't go out and you watch, you don't scout, you know, and so I think you just don't know, was it a one-off, did he just shoot the ball so well, this one workout in L.A. with, you know, really no one else in the gym, you know, is, is he a guy that's a great workout guy, or can he, can he have it translate over to the game? These are the things you don't know going through the draft process, and again, all those things are above my pay grade because I was on the coaching staff, not, not the management side, but... I I think, you know, I was happy the Lakers brought him in and worked him out, and he impressed, mainly because of his shooting and his professionalism.
0: We're joined right now by Mark Manson, UVU men's basketball head coach. You got the Nuggets or the Suns? That's right, I'm taking them two series at a time. You see where I'm going here?
1: (laughs) I'll go with the Nuggets, you know, only because of... You know the the Joker, Jokic. I think he's just he's he's a matchup nightmare. I I think it's all going Nuggets, um, but I think I think it'll go at least six games.
2: As I look at this series with the Clippers and Mavs, obviously it goes to the limit and a lot of pressure a lot of intensity. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard each average. Uh, 40-plus minutes a game, so they're playing a ton. That's a lot of minutes. Do you have any concern, or maybe the Jazz can benefit if this series go long, that uh, one of these or both of these guys run out of gas a little bit?
1: That, you know, 40 minutes is a lot of minutes to play. Those guys are getting beat up. They're carrying a big load. Um, Obviously, they didn't get much rest between yesterday's game and I think, um, you know, obviously the start of the Jazz series. But the thing the, thing the Jazz have to be wary of is, and this happens every year, sometimes the top teams finish their series early, like the Utah Jazz did with Memphis. And so the Jazz right now are getting rest, you know, but you know, are they falling out of rhythm? And I only say that because it happened to us at the Lakers. We, we hadn't lost a playoff game at all in 2001, and, and we're getting ready to play in the NBA Finals being undefeated in the playoffs, which you know, has rarely, if ever, been done. Philadelphia, with Allen Iverson, in contrast, they were going to game seven every single series. And so they, they had two days of rest, you know, something minuscule, two or three days of rest, they fly to L.A. We had been resting for two weeks, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson, at one point, had given us two days off in the playoffs. I can't remember if it was during the finals or the series before. So we're rested, you know, we're feeling confident. They came in and they beat us in game one in the Staples Center. Probably because they were in the trenches fighting. They, they were in rhythm. They, they, were, they were just in rhythm, and we had been on rest for, for a week or ten days. They beat us. You know? And So that's what the Jazz have to be wary of is the Clippers have been fighting, and the Jazz have had the opportunity to rest. Look, we all know there's pros and cons to both, but, but that, I think that played out a little bit when Memphis stole game one from the Jazz. The Jazz had, had been on rest. And Memphis had the play-in game.
0: So, we've been through all of this. You've got the Jazz beating the Clippers, right? I do. And you've got the Nuggets. So you got a Jazz Nuggets Western Conference Final. Yikes. Uh, Who have you got coming out of the East?
1: The the, the East? You know, I I haven't quite formulated my, my, my thought on that yet. You know, I, I don't know. The, the East is more of a toss-up. I haven't seen those guys as much this yeah. season. Living
0: on this side of the country, that's the way it works. So from the college perspective, Mark,
2: this has got to be a crazy summer. We know with football that recruiting is open and guys can meet on-campus visits. Now with you guys in the college basketball, the transfer portal is just – outrageous Coach Krzyzewski's talking about it, and, and as he's getting ready to retire, it's it's so, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but anyway, it's out there, and I know you guys have put out a press release, you got a transfer, you may get, may or may not get more, but for you particularly, uh, going forward here in June, what's the summer going to be like as far as as you uh, juggle all these things and uh, recruiting and your summer camps. I know you want to talk about the camps and all this stuff. How's all, all of this going to play out for you guys at Utah Valley?
1: Well, it's, college basketball is, is free agency now. It's, I joke with some guys that have NBA experience, and they say the only difference between the NBA and college is that in the NBA, you can actually put someone under contract and know – you're going to have them for three years. Yeah. in college, this is a this is a year-by-year year free agency. It, it feels like, and you, you know, sometimes as a coach, it it presents some challenges because you want to build continuity. But I think it's good for the players, uh, for for the most part. I think it's really good for the players because it gives the players freedom to explore what's best for them. Um, and so, I'm always going to on the side of what's good for the players. Um, Now, the the only downside for the players is this. I mean, sometimes if if you can transfer so easily, you never go through those difficult moments with teammates, with a head coach, with with a program, because you're just out of there. Hey, I'm out of here. I I don't like X, Y, or Z. I'm out. You know, and, and, and there's, I think, some drawbacks from a personal development standpoint, just, how easy it is to go but when it's all said and done i'm happy the players have the freedom and i think it's good for the players um you know we do have our individual camp coming up next week and you know i'll just give a little plug for it it's it, it's it was awesome two years ago and all that information is on com, or i put a little link in my social media bios for that so if anyone is looking for a great summer camp for kids and youth um please check us out but um but, yeah, I mean, Co- Coach K retired. I-, I think we all thought Coach K was going to stay in the game. I mean, you feel like he's going to be there forever, and, and-, and he's out. Um, but I think college basketball is still in a great place, uh, even with uh, all the changing landscape of it.
2: So your camp's boys and girls, uh, age is what?
1: Yeah, but boys and girls r- really um, kind of the third, fourth grade, all the way up to senior in high school, and so that's kind of next week and and it's a great chance to learn skills to come out to have some fun we also have a very we have an elite camp later in the month for guys that are that that's a men's only camp that's for hardcore players that, that want to be that want to get to know us more
2: guys of like my ability
0: then what are you saying
1: we got your spot reserved <laughs>
0: Next time you talk to Dennis Lindsay, ask him about PK's buzzer-beating hook shot. It was was absolutely Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Peek over the right shoulder, swing left, hook right, splash, and then he literally ran to the door and ran out the tunnel. His little Bo Jackson mixed into it.
1: I love it. you got to have the flair to it, but that, that's an unblockable shot right there. Get, get that one over Gobert. Hey, you get that over Gobert, you, you know it's real.
0: <laughs> he trains. I defend him, and I've got a broom that I hold up in the air. That's how he's, he's getting ready for the one-on-one with Rudy Gobert, which will be pay-per-view, by the way, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> All, right. All right, Mark, we appreciate the time. Good luck with the camps. Good luck with the transfer portal, and uh, we'll see how your picks go. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Okay, Mark Manson, the former Laker, now the UVU men's basketball head coach. We say you dot com. Do you want to join his, uh, yeah, check here. out check out the school website. That's how you get to. Uh, that's the best way to get to next any school, week for kids, and then camps. down
2: later on in the month for a uh, yep.
0: higher level player.
2: GoUVU.com. dot com. dot com. It's good to see them. Uh, be good to see them. Continue to get better and be a be a force in the whack.
0: It only adds to it. More teams, more tournaments, more tournament births.
2: Give your antelope some competition. Yeah, yeah. Give Grand Canyon. Yeah, Grand Canyon. uh, uh, They're they're a good program. I did I did attend Grand Canyon College. It was at the time huge huge uh, jump that they've made over the years. That's for sure. Because it used to be a NAIA back in my day. They always had a good baseball program.
0: Uh, But now basketball. Just because there were a few players, (laughs) a few players in Arizona to scoop up. Well, in the weather. Yeah. Uh, They sent guys to the uh,
2: big league. Tim Salmon played for the Angels when they won the World Series. Yep. He went to Grand Canyon. Yeah.
0: All right, there's Mark Madsen. We're going to talk hoops with Steve Cleveland, get his playoff picks coming up 9 o'clock, see what he thinks about the Jazz and Clippers. We've got a media member tweeting out gambling odds, and they're different than what you were telling us earlier in the show, PK. So we will, we'll dive into that next. DJ and PK, what are the gamblers, people putting money on it? What are they saying about the Jazz? What are they saying about the Clippers and the Suns and the Nuggets? And we'll do that next. Stay with us.